The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push... Can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And I'm a little less hairless. <laughs> a little? Or, okay, I'm a lot more hairless now. <laughs> um, joining us, uh, I think this for now is the last official collaboration with the Pop Insider, Toy Insider, Toy Book. Um, well, we'll just say for now, we're not going to get into details because, you know what? No one needs to know the details, but we'll be They're back. Like tales. We'll, we'll be back. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, and, and we, again, thank them uh, for a great year that we had. And you know, hopefully the numbers will prove that Yeah, we'll be back. Fingers crossed. No. But we'll we got to say it right. You got to say it right. Because they will be Bach. We'll be Bach. What does Bach have to do with anything? Beethoven. Anyway, we have. Well, we need a Mozart here. That's for sure. True. <laughs> we have Alex, Maddie, and Madeline joining us to talk a little bird and seasoned warrior. I mean, Falcon, the winter soldier. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Good. We're great. <laughs> yes, thank you. And don't worry, we'll be back. And we will be making guest appearances here and there, whether you like it or not. We, yes. oh yeah. I just have to go through different channels now to book. Yeah. I just got to go through different channels now to book that book the interviews. But hey, it's okay. Well, we I, can give you lanyards. I'm thinking we could do that. I, I just don't know if Elizabeth knows what's coming her way. <laughs> Ready or not. But you know, go. but you know, it's all Elizabeth's fault to begin with. Yeah, because I she's it was Agatha all along. It was who? I thought it was Agatha all along. Agatha. <laughs> yeah, Wandavision. Going back now, um, it was Elizabeth who reached out to us uh, 
last January, I believe, about mm-hmm. part uh, not partnering about uh, bringing you guys on for interviews and having permission to post some of y'all stories as long as it's credited on our site, which still haven't done. Um, now respect still probably won't do, um, but <laughs> bring you guys are welcome back anytime. I mentioned that to Allie as well. And uh, I know we still have uh, two more interview slots coming. Uh, Allie's going to be the final with Weeby Geeks. Um, and I think she was the first on Weeby Geeks, if I remember right. And then uh, I don't know who's coming on Wookie Radio, but hey, if it ends up being a group of y'all on Wookie Radio, then hey, we'll do that too. No big deal. Um, so uh, we kind of have to recap uh, episodes five and six. We haven't done that. Um, so I guess we'll start with episode five. And I'm going to start with, with the one who just keeps interrupting us all the time. Alex, what did you think about episode five? Oh my God. I know. I can't stop talking. Episode five. Um, refresher. Wait, that's, um, I liked episode five a lot. Um, the first half I thought was really great. Um, I love the, I think the John Walker fight was very interesting. I really didn't like him. I think until that episode when he kind of reached his full potential of this anti-hero where he's kind of, you know, screaming he's Captain America when he's obviously not. I liked all the stuff with that. Um, I'm sure we'll get to the surprise cameo, which I had no idea who it was, but I found oh, it very interesting. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead I, had no, I had no idea. I was like, oh, my God, it's Jimmy Louise Dreyfus, but who is this this person, which I'm, I'm sure you guys will be more versed in. And um, I, I definitely liked the – like the the ending conversation between Bucky and Sam, but there was definitely a lot of stuff in the middle that was interesting. Okay. Uh, Maddie, what did you think about episode five? I know. I want to give a shout out again to um, JLD right there. Um, <laughs> I had no idea she was coming. Um, I love her personally as an actress. Um, and... I don't know. I'm just really interested to see in what way she'll be back. Like, I'm sure you guys can um, give us more details on that because I don't know her backstory. But um, that was the highlight of the episode for me. But I think it was, I mean, insanely powerful. I mean, when Sam and Isaiah got to talk about what Isaiah went through, I mean, that was, yeah, it was very emotional. And I think it made a lot of Sam's decisions in the show. Um, it made sense, you know, why he didn't want to take on the mantle up at first. So um, I think it was really powerful. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, you might have jumped ahead a bit into episode six, but that's okay. Oh, I might have. <laughs> yeah, you might have. That's all right. Um, it's because you're not wearing your Marvel spirit jersey. I know. I Wait. didn't have it. It's, it's too hot today. But it was it. in episode five. Was that? It was. Conversation? The, the conversation was in five. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was in five. It was in five, okay. yeah. Okay, I, I've had lack of sleep since then. <laughs> um. Speaking of spirit jersey, did y'all see um, on the Disney Parks blog the new Captain America spirit jersey coming out? Covered on the Pop Insider on on Monday morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Again, but yes, asleep. Really I almost bought it. <laughs> I know. For me, it's just a matter of time before I, before make I buy it. Yes. 
I, I'm a I, big spirit jersey person. Maddie and I are both spirit jersey people. Hey, I may know someone who works there who may be able to help you guys get it a little cheaper. Might take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear he's yeah. I hear he's got a lot more hair though. <laughs> um I don't know. So Maddie, your thought or Madeline? Sorry, God, both of y'all on tonight. Now I see why no it's worries. Maddie and Madeline. No <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, in my personal life, I go by Maddie as well, so it's it's just truly to avoid confusion. But I'll answer to both. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be in the boat of the episodes are running together in my head just a little bit. Uh, but I will say, I was definitely going into five. I think I was at a point of how are we gonna wrap all of this up? There's so many storylines, and I think I had that a little going into six as well um but i think five i appreciated that it covered a lot of ground even though there wasn't a lot of action per se in five it covered a lot of ground in propelling that story forward to where we needed it to get to before the finale which is something that in the first few episodes i was getting worried wasn't going to happen because of how many different characters were being introduced and how many storylines were being juggled um so i think five served that purpose very well uh, in getting Sam to where he needed to be to be ready to take that shield and, you know, moving those other plot elements in place to set up for the finale that we got. I don't know about you guys, but I thought episode five, the tempo was just right. We've had so much action mm-hmm. um, in the first four episodes, uh, you know, with the ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And then this just starts off with, okay, we're kind of completing that second act. We got that one last battle of, you know, the, the whole, are we really doing this? Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Boom. Um, to, okay, now we're just going down and, and building for the final climax of the of the whole show. Mm-hmm. And, and not ended in a cliffhanger. Um, great rocky moment with Sam. Um, yes. Great Sam being overprotective. Uh, everything's cool, but not my sister. <laughs> um, great. And that just made me want to see that happen even more. Me too. I was happy to see the crawfish boil. How do you not have a celebration in Louisiana without a crawfish boil? That was perfect. But that crawfish boil doesn't start till episode six, though, right? Right. That's true. Mm, No, it's it's during the whole. Oh, that's right. There is five. Yeah, because. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. back. You know, he's at the house. That's the whole rocky That's moment. But, yeah, you know, they're oh, there's multiple the- gatherings. Yeah. Yes. There are multiple crawfish bowls. Yeah. As there should be. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, Kylan, y'all's thoughts about episode five. And this is our our chance to go deep and have the adventure media group then go, <laughs> okay, I want to know more about this and ask our questions to us. And don't be afraid. Yes, talking to you, Alex. Don't be afraid to just jump in and, and interrupt and ask. We're we used to it. We're used to it. But Eric, do you want to start? Um, if you know what you're going to say, go ahead, dude. Okay, so number one, I will have to say that that conversation between between Sam and Isaiah, uh, I speaking from personal experience, that is a real conversation. I I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised 
at the depth uh, of the way that scene was written um, and how how earnest everything was. Uh, so Marvel, number one, them bringing in Isaiah Bradley was just a, a, a into the MCU was a surprise overall. And to bring in his story and bring in all of the subtext that comes with that. Wow. Um, that moment um, was both uh, a defining moment for Isaiah and also for Sam. And I think no matter what Bucky said, no matter how much Bucky hit him over the head, it took that conversation with Isaiah to give Sam the perspective that he needed. So give him that's the punch about that. Well, Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? Um, I tell you, Julia Louis Dreyfus was the perfect Contessa uh, Fontaine, uh, Della Fontaine. I, um, I didn't think that we would ever see her because uh, she's one of those characters that is a deep, a bit of a deep dive. Now, Marvel actually, the thing is, Marvel has done that with other Shield characters as well because Mac in Agents of Shield is a deep dive as well. Um, Jeff Mace from Agents of Shield was yeah, a deep yeah. dive. Was, and oh gosh, um, the character that Robert Redford played in um, Winter Soldier, uh, Pierce. Pierce. Pierce was a deep dive too. All those characters, although, well, um, well, look at the, look at uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking se- about season one. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Uh, Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that was a deep dive. So they, I, I didn't think that for some reason, I just didn't think that we would ever see that particular character. And Julia Louis Dreyfus nailed her, nailed her perfectly, in my opinion, um, all the way down to the purple hair. Loved it. Uh, is she telling the truth? Is she joking? You know, is she a bit of a sociopath? Maybe, maybe not. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, this is the same woman that in the comics had this on again, off again relationship with Nick Fury, uh, and she was just as deadly as he was. But she did it in heels and laughed while she was doing it. Yeah, uh, um, and you get that impression here. Uh, what exactly? Who exactly she is fronting, or who she's connected to? I have my suspicions. I can't wait to see where uh, she is showing up again. Um, but episode five was, I, I agree with, uh, with everything you guys said. It was the perfect, it was the linchpin to get the series to where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sucker for a training montage. I, I love I, I love my 80s movies just because I'm a sucker for a training montage. And to see Sam almost lose his head more than a few times. Yeah. And, you know, to, you know, kind of get to that level of mastery, which you know, most action movies, uh, when you have the training montage, it seems like he did it all in the afternoon. I want to think it took longer than that. But you know what? That's OK. We got flourish. So I'm good. <laughs> I would watch an entire series of Sam just training and Sam and Bucky doing like housework, like on HGTV or something. <laughs> Mouthing off like at each other brothers. the whole time. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe the property brothers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, my favorite part of the um, training montage is I, I never caught this. I saw it online. Um, Sam was running. And at some point you can see that there is a, he's running to the he's running and he has space on his left as a homage to like, you know, oh. mm-hmm. on your left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To the kids on the porch. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was that was good. Also, I don't want to derail too too much and not let Eric give his thoughts on episode five. But um, back to the Contessa thing. Did you guys hear she was like? Did you hear this as well that she was supposed to show up in Black Widow first and that they had yes. to reshoot? So I just I feel like that's a lot to talk about because I think there's so much to this show that like we didn't see the version we were supposed to see and that's been messing with my head a lot and i feel like yeah. that's something we should discuss uh, not that okay. i necessarily want to derail it right now but yeah oh, no, no. oh no we're, we're, we're going to derail because the episode yeah. we were supposed to record last week oh, that was derailed <laughs> big time oh yeah and it derailed Whoa. it derailed <laughs> It derailed oh. big time because of zippers. Yeah. Mm. I will save that for maybe after show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we mentioned uh, there, you know, these guys brought up Contessa, mm. you know, Madam Hydra. I mentioned Leviathan and Leviathan is a spy group. I think Kylan, you mentioned being uh, Nick Fury's sweetheart as well. Yeah. Which she is in the comics. But I mentioned Leviathan because I had something come across uh, my timeline, which kind of helped confirm it for me as well. Leviathan has ties to the Red Room, mm-hmm. which is obviously Black Widow territory. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's involved in bringing back the Black, you know, the Black Widow program or the Red Room program. Yeah. Well, see. Val is one of the most more interesting characters affiliated with Shield because mm-hmm. you know, her her parents were uh, sleeper agents for Leviathan. Uh, she she herself is she was uh, not only just like a a top notch agent with like Fury level clearance. Um, she was pretty much hit, you know she's pretty much anybody's equal when it came to fighting hand to hand. Yeah. Um, so she actually even had uh, command of what she was the leader of uh, what the shield called the Fem Force, yeah. which was basically a you know an all female squad. Uh, so y- you had that, and of course she being uh, at one point the Madam Hydra because she killed the previous one and and took over the spot. Uh, so you know, there's just so many different paths that this can go down. You know, are we seeing the the Nick Fury sweetie version of Val? Are we seeing the Madam Hydra Val? Are we seeing Fem Force Val? Are we seeing Leviathan Val? It's it's we're, we'll probably know a lot more when we see her in Black Widow if we see her in Black Widow. Right. If we do, my question then becomes: Do we are we now seeing a different Black Widow than we would have seen when it came, if it had come out in its original date? Right? Because if she was supposed to be introduced in Black Widow, and we've now already met her, so did they have to go recut Black Widow too? Like, I, I, say I prob- just find this fascinating. Probably not, because because Black Widow takes place right after Civil War. Right, I but I meant for the oh. audience. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it would be a different person meeting her, but. I think we will see more about her. I think her 
I think her role in Falcon and Winter Soldier was deliberately limited. Mm-hmm. You know, so that way, you know, we just, you know, she's up here, she's schmoozing, she's being chummy, she gives Walker his new outfit, episode six, I know, but <laughs> you, don't, you don't know anything about her. Right. She's very little. She's, I think she may have had a bigger role in the series. Before. Before. Yeah. And, you know, of course we heard they went, you know, once COVID protocols were loosened up a little bit in Europe and they shot a lot of stuff over in Prague uh, and all that. I think that's when they may have reworked knowing show's going to be out before, um, before the movie comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now there, what the thing is, and if, if you just are itching for something to kind of throw in with the rest of the things that you're thinking about, uh, Feige, uh, and some of the showrunners did say that there were other, uh, story arcs that they wanted, uh, but they weren't sure what to do with it. They're still holding on to them. They may show up in the comics. They may show up in novels. They may show up as a subplot in another series or movie or something. So stick that in the in your head too, because uh, there there could be there you know well, that we're probably going to be talking about the additional news once we get past episode six, but um, as far as uh, the role of the Contessa, yeah. I, you know, I, I have to admit, I, I love the fact that we got just enough so that we, can, you know, we're like, is she good? No, what's her agenda? <laughs> but it's not frustrating. It, it's not a frustrating amount where you're like, oh, it's just a blip. Oh, who the heck is this? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, this person has some type of authority, some type of access to resources. But who is she working for or is she the one running things? My biggest question is how did she know that um, John took the serum? Like, I, I feel like nobody saw and like he wasn't really in action yet. I think, I think that you know what to look for. It's kind of obvious. Well, I, I think, too, is also um, if anyone saw the viral video. Uh, of helping the the flag smasher with his splitting headache. Yeah, it's a nice way to play. That that uh that would have been signs to anyone who who would know about the serum would know that he took the serum. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I That's said, true. if you know what to look for, yeah, yeah. it it's kind of like just to to break to break over to the distinguished continuity for a second uh, in the Watchmen where. Uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan is doing the, the interview and mm-hmm. Ozymandias later says, you know, you know, for, you know, if you know what to look for in his subtle facial expressions, he might as well have been sobbing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just right. kind of like, if you know what you're looking for, if you know what to look for, what size to look for, then yes, it's, it's, I, I don't think, I, I don't think it would be very hard to put two and two together there. All right. I, I agree. Uh, any other questions about episode five or any thoughts? Because we'll help answer those questions for you guys if you have them. Sorry. As for episode five, if nobody has any questions, yes, I jumped in. Mm-hmm. Because we derailed. You forgot about me, Mike. I'm hurt. Okay. Well, <laughs> back to episode five. Okay. 
Eric. All right. Um, it's, it's the the lack of facial hair. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. It's facial hair deprivation syndrome. Anyway, um, I viewed episode five as more or less the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and to, uh, to echo what's been said already about the pacing. Yes, you had the big action scene at the start of the show. So you go ahead and get it out of the way. So it's like, yes, you know, we have the showdown for the shield. And that was one of my favorite fight sequences, at least until Shang-Chi comes out. Just because yeah. you've got two super soldiers and an, and an Avenger just just trying to beat the snot out of each other. And it takes uh, it takes both of them to put him down mm-hmm. and almost it, just from the looks of things, almost ripping his arm off to get the shield off. And I was having some some very, very strong Thanos moments where they're trying to get the gauntlet off there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never made that correlation, but yeah. But I mean, it was you know, same hand and just it just felt like it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to have physical not drown rock'em sock'em robot action to be a powerful episode. No. And there was plenty of power in that episode. You know, you had uh, Alex. I think you were you were talking about the uh, the the court martial that wasn't a court martial scene, uh, where basically Walker Walker became more human. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was up until then he was pretty much just a total tool that was not supposed to be likable, and mm-hmm. you know, basically just to make him everything Steve wasn't. Um, well, if if you want to use it, the word that Zoe uses for him, Captain Kumquat. Captain Kumquat. Hey, you guys know I, my you guys know my daughter. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out where she got Kumquat from, but that's okay. Uh, I would say probably the produce aisle at Publix, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> I, I it was hard for me not to start liking. <clears throat> During that scene, it's kind of like he is a soldier. He knows who he is. He has no. All right. My dad is a Vietnam vet, and I saw a lot of that. You know, now that we don't need you, now that you've become an embarrassment, we're just going to brush you off to the side kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Which which all too often uh, our military veterans, they get that treatment. It's, It's basically like. Oh, good. You've done your job. You've been a good boy, but now you're you're a liability. So off you go. You know, love you. See ya. Have a nice life. And I I can't blame Walker for what he has done since then. Like he just said, you know what? I'm, his wife, one of the smartest people in the room, says, "Okay, you go make your peace with Lamar's family, and then we start rebuilding this." Mm-hmm. And to jump ahead to the final scene, yes, we have we've we've seen the leaked footage and in, in, in pictures about John having a second shield, you know, a different shield, one that was looking different. Well, we see why because he's like welding it in his garage. <laughs> Wasn't it interesting? Right. I don't know if y'all caught it, and maybe it's just because of my profession. But did y'all notice the the hammer sound is the exact same hammer yes. sound of Tony Stark? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say recycle. I'm not going to say recycled sound effect, but well, it sound similar. It, it it was there, yeah. But I I texted these two guys after we saw the episode. I said that is some crappy butt welding that he's doing. 
<laughs> that takes two or three hits from the flag smasher. That's going to be garbage. Well, I think for him, it was all about the image. I, I don't know yeah, if he was mm-hmm. at that point. If he was really thinking. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, there's just vibranium laying around, loose vibranium <laughs> laying around it. Oh, yeah, I got some in my backyard. I can go yeah, get that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get that. It's, it's almost like Futurama benders. Like, all right, I'm going to have my own Captain America, and it'll be with all that other stuff that I can't really talk here. <laughs> Hey, my my version of Nibbler instead of dark matter does vibranium. Well, so but yeah, and there was so many that we had the push talk between uh, Isaiah and with with Sam. That was a very powerful moment. That was like Kylan said, it was the linchpin. Um, mm-hmm. But almost as powerful to me was the frisbee talk. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm calling that scene where Sam and Bucky are just throwing the shield around. Yes, and just you know they're not they're not really it. it, it they might as well be just two guys talking about football. I was I was yeah. almost <laughs> almost I was almost waiting for them to start playing horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like okay, gonna bounce it off the palm tree that truck fender. Off the roof, nothing but net. Pretty much. Yeah. For for but your for just, your Big Mac. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but the the conversation that they've been needing to have for all this time mm-hmm. finally happens. Yes. Finally happens. They finally basically they come to grips with where they are with each other. Mm-hmm. And this I loved it. Sam is still being a counselor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and probably he's probably a better counselor than the one that was assigned to Bucky in the first place. I'll tell you. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. And y'all can chime in on this. During that whole sequence, especially with the talk, there was one person I was almost expecting to see and almost glad we didn't see. I was almost ready to see Chris Evans and old man Steve makeup you know that would have been awesome when if they were just throwing it around and one bounce goes wild and they both kind of duck and just steve's just behind there and he catches it yeah, yeah. that yeah. would have been a perfect spot for a steve cameo but you're right i'm glad that we didn't get it right but now I think it would have it would have undercut the importance of that scene and them needing to get there on their own and like both, they yes. feel like that was the point of this series was both of them figuring out how to move on without him. And I think it would have been a cheap shot like for them to just stick him back in yeah. for fan service right. and undercut all of that character development. It, it would have been easy. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. But Eric, I have to admit, Eric, you're right. Because, I mean, how many times have, like, y'all know, you, you're having a heart-to-heart, but for some reason you can't just have a heart-to-heart over coffee or something. You got to be throwing the football or playing catch or something. And, you know, meanwhile, all this real talk is going on. And I I think that uh, you kind of see that, you know, outside of all the tech and Sam is a skilled fighter. And, you know, like you said, you can do everything that Steve can do, only slower. Although I'm not sure it's as slow anymore. But his (laughs) his superpower is this ability to connect with people. If you think about it through this whole series – it's been like that, like the, the conversation with Carly, just when he he's about to pull yes. Carly back from the edge. Yeah, it's his ability to connect with people, and like when he's going walking through the community, talking to the kids, it, it's that connection. And 
really is his connects the way he connects with Isaiah. And not that he's telling he never says tells Isaiah that you're wrong. He respects where Isaiah is coming from because Isaiah had a real experience. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, no, go ahead. But Isaiah's story, too, is also from a different time period where everything is valid and are less and, and is a lesson that still needs to be told. Right. I mean, even today, um, you you look at the civil rights movement or what was the beginning of the civil rights movement. Hmm. Well, Isaiah's story in the MCU helps lead to some of that because... I mean, it ties in with the Tuskegee Airmen. They were an experiment that was never meant to be followed through on in actual military service. Right. And and I I that I and I kind of I love that they moved because like in the, in the comics, his story is takes place in World War Two. I like that they moved it to Korea. Yeah. Uh, it 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 really fits. Um. And, and it doesn't. I, th- I think it was. It feels almost like that. He was this immediate follow up to Steve. It would have yeah. been okay, but I, for some reason, them moving it to to uh, Korea made it. I don't know. It, it gave it more weight. Well, you know? also it, that those experiments explain what happened to the rest of Steve's blood. Mm-hmm. You remember all that blood they took in the Captain America movie, right? And, and Agent Carter. There's one left. Mm-hmm. And so it would make sense that they're trying to continue that work. Right. You know, basically trying to synthesize it from his blood. And like you said, it makes more sense that that Isaiah was a Korean War era super soldier. Mm-hmm. Because that you have a easier time wrapping your head around the amount of time it takes to get to a new working model. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially since you haven't found Cap, mm-hmm. and and we know they were searching for him after the the plane went down. They hadn't found right. him. Right. The the search is consistently going on. You know, they all of a sudden, you know, they need to have a new American guardian, if you want to put it that way. Right. Um, so yeah, why but- not have a group of guardians? And you know, again, that time period, what would have been the easiest "quote unquote" people to sacrifice? And, and that was and, 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 and that, that, that and, was the mentality behind, and that was real. I mean, I know, and you know, when truth came out, a lot of people didn't like it for that very reason. But the reality is, if we were living in a world where there was such thing as super soldiers and we lost our one, that's how they would have tested it out to see uh, to see what do we need to do to get another one. I mean, and why you know? and why did people hate it or find truth being truth, red, white, and black so controversial? Because it's right there in the title. It's based on truth on how society was at that time. Yes. And I think by eliminating that from history, you eliminate, you, you, you are doomed to repeat some of that. You are. Because, yeah. because you, you forget and you can't forget. You have to remember so you don't repeat. Mm-hmm. And that was, was one of big, one of Isaiah's biggest things. Kind of like nobody 
knew what I did. Right. And and yeah. And you could tell, you know, the rest of that stuff, I'm not going to say would have been, he'd been cool with, but I think that's what stung the most. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, uh, you mean, like you said, apparently he handed, he handed out a butt whipping to, uh, to Bucky, you know, back in the fifties. I'd have loved to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I just said, I'm like, you know, you know, if if he if he was able to you know handle business like that, and oh, we're still gonna hide it because you know you don't look like the we the way we want our Captain America to look. I, I mean, I'd be salty too, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, let, let's and, go ahead. And my last th- my last thought on the the episode five. I'm sorry, the training montage. Mm-hmm. I too was a big fan of that training montage because. We didn't get to see Steve learning how to throw the shield. Mm-mm. No, you just cut to a fight montage where he already knew. I loved seeing the trial and error on yes. Sam learning and not just learning how to throw it and get it to come back, but also, you know, figuring, you know, what all moves can I do? Mm-hmm. Because he knows he's going to be throwing this while he's flying around. Mm-hmm. Right. I have debated finding that scene on YouTube because I know someone's ripped it to YouTube. Pull it off and take the training montage music from Rocky Four. I am and, and, no, it's not Eye of the Tiger. It's when they're in in Russia and he's training in Russia. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to say yes. I want to say the song title is called War. It might be, but I'm not positive. The Chipmunk Christmas song was part of that. Yeah, there, there's a if you can find it, and it's available on several um, music services out there. But there is like a three album, I guess is what you call it, collection of training montage music from action movies from the 80s into the 90s. If you need to pump up. Uh, yeah, they got it. They, they, I mean, train montage and fight scene music. It is awesome. So now, you know, you listen way, to you know the way Alex's face lit up. I think he's now gone. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm gonna study in my finals too. That, <laughs> I think that I think that's an upcoming article we're gonna see on the Pop Insider. Uh, yes, I could just see I could just see Alex at three a.m. I think it's by called the Blood Brothers. <laughs> So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So let's jump into episode six. Um, Start with Patty. We don't have to talk about episode six. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, nothing happens. I'm divided on it. Um, I think all of the the storylines wrap up pretty well for the most part. Um, That first shot of Sam rolling into the window in the suit was iconic. Iconic. Um, I, I think the scene with Isaiah and Elijah in the museum, I think that's the best, one of the best payoffs in the MCU. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about the whole scene, the last episode, the whole, you know, no, no, like one who like, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. Like this whole like scene of doubting being Captain America turns off paying into being Captain America and seeing Sam showing Isaiah, like, also, what's the time gap? Because that that statue was made quick, but that's just a that's just a nitpick. I would say I would say that Sam must have started pulling some strings after first meeting him. Um, exactly how quickly that happened, you know what? You got Pym Tech. 
I think things have, have been fabricated quick. I, I, I don't know, you know, but. You can't think too much about it because then you have the same no. question for his suit, right? The Wakandans work fast. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, no, well, what he did, he called, he put that call in before the training montage. He did. Yeah, but we're still only talking like a week, max, maybe. <laughs> Could they have made like, it? That's some quick work. I, I, Could they made it before? And finished? shipping. Don't forget shipping time, too. Like. <laughs> 3D printed. I I wouldn't be surprised if after, you know, because we, we know this takes place a few months after Endgame. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if shortly after Endgame, when Bucky knew what Sam's intentions were, that he wasn't going to. True. That he probably called Shuri and said. Hey, yeah, I don't. I don't know if the conversation went down like this. Hey, Sherry, it's White Wolf. <laughs> no, Black Black Falcon needs a new suit. Because are you poking the hook a brother up calls? Yeah. I, I look. I'm telling you. Look. He he, he, he needs a new cap suit with wings. And no, he ain't. Do, he ain't doing Red Bull. <laughs> I think that's the episode title. He ain't doing Red Bull. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Bucky. Okay, I, I, I'm about to get a little real. Okay, so Bucky is that one cool white dude in the rap video. You're like, how the heck did he get in it? And meanwhile, he got all the connections. You laughing? You know I'm telling the truth. You know yeah, I'm telling. Right. He's that cool. He's that cool white dude. You're like. He's got all the connections. Like, man, I just, oh, you know what? I know that dude. I know that dude. I'm good friends with his uh, security guard. I can get you into the club. Don't worry about it. How you, you know better than to ask how. And then all he's like, hey, I want to hook my dude up. Look, I, he's going through some things right now. Don't don't worry about it. Get that suit ready. By the time he gets to me, he's going to be ready to go. And it, boom. Because Bucky got it like that. I'm, I'm just he saying. Did, yeah. The only thing I don't like about the suit, and this Uh is is a very minor quibble, it is too close to the comics version for my taste. That little half head mask, I don't like. You know, I for I'm uh, I love that type of mask. I don't know why. I've always, even before before uh, Sam became Cap, you would see certain heroes because didn't um didn't uh, Cyclops have a, a mask like that? At one point, like where the, uh, the head was uh, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, I don't the, know. I like that mask. The original Falcon, when he had the, the low V V neck. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I, it looks good in the car. How oh, you do it? <laughs> oh Lord, he's channeling his inner Joey. <laughs> When Joey meets uh, Al Green, oh, you do, it. do you mind if I dance with your date? <laughs> um, but he, he has the same type of a headgear then. That's true. I understand that. And like I said, it looks good in the comics. Okay. Right. I just don't think that it translates as well to live action. I I may agree a little, but I think because they went with the suit and the suit is so close to the comics. I mean, minor, very minor discrepancy, discrepancies between the two. Yeah. 
like I said, it's a very minor, minor issue. Minor issue. If they had just like, you could tell that there is a point where he's got a collar. Right. Yeah. And that half mask comes up underneath that collar. Right. If they had just stopped at the collar. Okay. I get what you're I, saying. I'd have been. I'd have been. I'd have been so digging that outfit. So stop. So stopped at the collar and then did the uh, the goggles the go- like he had like- previous. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that could that, uh, that could have worked too. Yeah. That's just me. Your mileage may vary. But you, but you know, this approach though with what they did solves the the bat cow problem from from the distinguished competition. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. And and Marvel did it first, so you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, um, just so, <laughs> so, and there's some serious tech in that suit. It's Wakanda I mean, tech. What do you it's expect? Wakanda tech. He's got a new Wakanda Red Wing. I yeah. love Red Wing. That that look oh, under Red Wing is well. He has Ooh. he has two. Yeah, remember there's two that help help him push oh, yeah. the armored truck back up. Red Wing and Blue Wing, maybe I don't know. <laughs> you also need White Wing then, right? Yeah, yeah, Red, White, and Blue Wing. White, yeah. Blue Wing, yeah. Well, it's definitely not the West Wing. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going. No, no. <laughs> If he gets all three of those, he can do his own like fighter jet flyovers for sporting events. <laughs> That's true. Forget I, top forget I, Top Gun Maverick. We got we got Captain America Maverick. Sam Wilson <laughs> feels the need. The need for speed. <laughs> I mean I mean those wings, like when he had the wings <laughs> hit the ground behind him, I was like, what? I mean, he just put the suit on. I mean, he didn't do that with the other. I don't remember doing that with the other suit. I, I'm not complaining. Those <laughs> old ones. Yeah, those are vib- those vibranium bulletproof wings that, like now, he can fly and cut the. He, he, if he wanted to, he could cut the top off your car. You know, just like what happened? I made Sam Wilson mad. Made Captain America mad. He turned my uh, he turned my coupe into a. a Convertible. I don't know. Um, I guess it'll be uh, uh, convertible at that point. You know, he, just, he could do the water bottle cap challenge. Yeah. And what were we saying? Episode one. It was so cool to finally be able to see Falcon do some of this stuff with his wings. Yeah, and he had and no clue. He had no idea. Like now, the thing was, he said uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, Somebody said that Falcon was uh, Falcon was going to have a start type upgrade. I thought it was because of the stuff that we had seen uh, from the first fight with uh, Batroc. Okay, this is cool stuff, but apparently my bar is set way too low. (laughs) I'm just saying the stuff that he was pulling off. And uh, and that, that final fight with Patrock. No, and now we. I guess we no longer have Patrock. I think he he bought you don't the funeral. He ain't bought it. You don't think so? Okay. All right. Well, we 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 thought Sharon was shot and and gone bye bye too, didn't we? We did. We, we did. saw her get shot. What she right. do? She pulls herself back up and she shoots somebody else. <laughs> she did. I think she was faking. I think she was faking all along. Like you know what? We're talking about somebody that's all next level shady. You know, she could have had a little blood pack. Like, oh, I'm hurt. And no, I'm not really hurt. I just faked it. So you know, heck and bamboo. Wow. 
Like Monty Python, it's just a flesh wound. And Sam's Sam's talk, you know, after after everything with Carly, man, he took everybody to church. Yes, I, 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 I watched that. I watched that episode twice. And like the first time around, like you hit it, it hits and it's powerful. But the second time, I, ooh, I got goosebumps at that one. I really did. Yeah. yeah. I think Isaiah, Isaiah did too. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it's interesting because I think, you know, what makes so many Marvel villains good villains is that you kind of get where they're coming from sometimes, often, honestly. And then they have to do these very evil things to make it so that they're their viewpoint is clearly in the wrong. And I think it was interesting in the, within the MCU, at least for one of the first times to have the hero kind of be like, Hey, you know what? They had a point. They thought they were the right guys. They had a cause that they were fighting for. You're not, this isn't black and white. This isn't explicitly right versus wrong. And I think it's nice that they acknowledge that because that's the way real world bad guys. It is, you know what I mean? It's not always, not always going to be a Thanos with an infinity gauntlet, but it's clearly, Oh, you're the bad guy. Right. Um, and it well, was, you, I, I think it was powerful for that reason too. Well, it was what well, it kind of reminded me of, um, Killmonger. Cause that's, I think the other really good example of it. Yeah. yeah cause I, you know, I have to admit, I had some uncomfortable moments in black Panther cause I wanted to say a Killmonger was all the way bad, but you know, there are but moments like where wasn't. you know what? I, I, I get it. No, he's right. got some points. And Carly, I get it. She has some valid points. And and when Sam said nobody stopped to ask why. Right. And right. and that's true generally through the MCU, you don't I or any superhero superhero movie in general, nobody stops to ask why. Well, right. Even in Killmonger, it's like you're like, oh, he kind of has some points, but they just kind of make it so, well, he's clearly evil. So, you know, (laughs) it was. Yeah, that was um, it it, it gave you some food. It gave you some serious food for thought, you know. Well, that Um, that speech was a great nonpartisan speech. Yes. 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 That should have been a a wake-up call to all political parties around the world. Yes. Of get your head out of your butts and think about your people, not yourselves. Yes. And some of the things that I have really enjoyed about this series is that they don't flinch away from these issues. Mm Mm-mm. But they approach it intelligently. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not trying, they're not preaching anything. They're not, uh, they're not trying to present one particular agenda, for lack of a better word. No. It's, and it's wake up calls all the way around. And it's, it's like I told you guys via text. I said, if this show does not win multiple Emmys, I'm flipping tables. Well, see, it's it's too honest, though. I'll be honest with you. People are not comfortable with understanding that what we're talking about is not a me problem or a you problem or a them problem. It's an us problem. And pointing fingers at each other is not going to solve it. And people don't want to hear that because it's like Sam said, 
you got to do the work, you yeah. know? Um, it, it's, it's easier to just point fingers and, and, and say it's too complicated. You don't understand. But you know what? It's good that it's complicated because that means you can't just come up with some flippant yeah. solution and keep it moving. Um, I, I tell you, somebody needs to take that speech, clip it, and put it on constant rotation on Capitol Hill. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to help. You know, but no, but maybe yeah. somebody will listen. I don't know. And all right, before we get lost in the in the bigger issues here, mm-hmm. there's just one little thing that it it made me laugh. But it is the scene after the speech when he goes to visit Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah, Isaiah, you've you've clearly made an impression on him. Mm-hmm. Sam has clearly done that. But what's he doing? He's he's doing gardening. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he picked, he just ever so casually picks up the big barrel full of dirt with a, I guess, a fully grown tree in it. And it's almost like he's got a sack of groceries from Piggly Wiggly. And he's just, oh, oh well, I'm just going to put this over here. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, they are doing this very subtly, but they are they are making it clear that Isaiah still has some chops left. Yeah. I mean, you saw it when he flung the Altoids box halfway through the wall, but it's just little stuff like that, that most people, you know, just casual people just go, oh, okay, well, he's moving stuff around. Okay, I got it. I got it. Why didn't he just leave it over there? It was fine where it was. This ain't HGTV. Maybe it is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Landscaping with Isaiah Bradley. There's your next. That's there you go. Right there, it's a man. Great segment in the show. Like, so oh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this Marvel HGTV that we're coming up with. I think this is some good alternate programming for Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, well, so would that mean? Was um, it or listed? <laughs> So would we have bonsai trees with um, with Danny Rand? Is that what we would do? No. Why not? Bedrooms with Luke Cage. Ah, ah. yeah. Uh, no, no, he'd be doing bar rescue. Oh yeah, he would be doing bar rescue. Yes, he would. Yes. Are you sure it would be him or would it be Jessica? No, uh, Jessica no, 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 never no. rescued. Never no. mind. Bed, no. bed knobs and broomsticks with Luke Cage. Oh, uh, no, no, see now, dude. Really? <laughs> with, with Luke Cage really? and Jessica Jones. See, I see that's hey, what. Do you remember our show getting derailed last week? <laughs> Dude, do you okay. want to go down that path? No, because I'm looking at the time and let's hit the news that came out after the finale. All right. Uh, All right. Let's. We're being told the showrunner, and uh, anyone could correct me on this the showrunner and writer are being tabbed to do Captain America 4. Yep. I am fully expecting to see Isaiah back. Mm-hmm. Eli yep. becoming Patriot. That's that young Avengers thing we talked about during the WandaVision roundtable. Yep. Yeah. They have them all now, really. Collecting them like Infinity Stones. And if it's not uh, Young Avengers, it's Marvel Rising, mm-hmm. which on the last episode, I think the last episode of Avengers and Geek, we bring up Marvel Rising or Zoe brings. I think it was Zoe who brought up. Yeah, they're almost bringing the Marvel Rising characters in. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to see the next Avengers movie being Hawkeye gathering up all these kids and, and Basically, it's almost kind of like, you know, there's a threat. 
well, there's no Avengers left, so we're going to have to make our own team. I've just got this bow and arrow. Y'all have got the powers. And you know what? I did see a behind-the-scenes photo from Hawkeye. Wearing the purple. Wearing the purple. Um, And uh, my understanding is that uh, Disneyland, as uh, part of their uh, photo experiences, will have the Sam Wilson Captain America now that you can take photos Mm -hmm. with. With the wings. West of the Mississippi. Dude. Well, I'm I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let it go. They updated the official uh, Twitter page, too. The Captain America Twitter page has this picture now, too. Yes. I, I think that's uh, yeah, nicely played. I see what you did there, Marvel. Yeah. yeah, and all the like press releases and like the merch stuff that I've gotten, it all just says Captain America, and then occasionally it'll say like Sam Wilson in parentheses to like you know clarify it. But all the product names just say Captain America. But you know, none of this is a surprise that we saw it because one, it was as you guys announced it with the different fan fest stuff and the teases for Marvel legend or what was coming for the Disney plus line. We saw Sam in the cap outfit as a figure. I think it was a 12 inch figure at one point. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is that the leaks? I, I heavily avoid leaks. <laughs> no, I don't but. think it was, a, I don't think it was leak. I think it was actual story saying, Hey, here, here oh, is one of the toys. Mm-hmm for coming you know, that will be associated with. I don't think it was a leaked mm-hmm. I don't think it was a leaked story. Mm-hmm. Um but you know we also have uh you know now with this past uh fan fest we or no it was this past Monday the announcement from Marvel mm-hmm. the Marvel Legends where we get WandaVision six inch mm-hmm. with yes. White Vision and WandaVision. We get Zemo, we get mm-hmm. Sam, that- we get Bucky. Bucky, Loki. And instead of a build a figure, you're building an accessory and you're building Sam's cap wings. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked that reveal. I don't want to buy all the figures. I just want the wings. <laughs> I want to be able to buy Sam and then buy the Fair wings. <laughs> How can I make that happen? eBay. Maybe. Uh, You'll pay like 10 times as much. Yeah. You'll you'll have gone. It'd be cheaper to just buy all the figures. Exactly. And then sell those figures on eBay loose. There you go. Huh. (laughs) Baron Zemo for sale. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Baron Zemo, I love that scene at the end where he has that last laugh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. when when the truck went blew up and I saw the dude in the in the car, I was just like, wait a minute, he looks really familiar. And then you cut to Zemo there in his cell on the raft to hearing the news and like smiling like like Hannibal and the A team. I love it when a plan comes together. It's kind of like, oh, that was his that was his butler guy. I, I was surprised that he was in the raft because I was pretty sure that the door Milaje was would have had him like. I don't know, hanging upside down over a, I don't know, a pit of fire ants or something. Well, they did say, we'll take him to the raft ourselves. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So, you know, they pro- I'm pretty sure that, you know, he he accidentally ran into one of their staffs a time or two. And, yeah. you know, he, he hit, hit their fist with his face a few times, you know. Right. Because, no, no. But he's kind of like, he just like. You know, I think I'll take a little nap now. My job's done. <laughs> I tell you what, his butler's cold blooded because his butler was just like, Boop, "Okay, it's done. I'm gonna go make some creme brulee." I mean, that's very much what he looked like. It up, 
Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he, he was so casual about it. It's almost like, well, you know, crepes are done. <laughs> oh, I can get home in time to watch Bob Newhart. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Any final thoughts? Um, well, we've covered a lot. Seeing, seeing that statue of uh, Isaiah at the end. Wow. Uh, the fr- uh, That was another scene that the first time I saw it, it was like awe-inspiring. The second time I saw it, I might have been cutting onions at the same time. Just yes, saying. yes. You should not cut your onions so loud because I smelled them from here. Yes. So I, you know, sorry. You know, you should I'll be making a ring. So I don't. I don't like. I don't like squalling over TV shows, Kylan. <laughs> yeah, that was. Whew, man. Yeah, I cried a few times during the finale. I was not expecting that, Mm-mm. but I definitely <laughs> did. I was on. I was on my way to my vaccine appointment, watching it on my phone on the subway and crying. And I was like, "Oh, this is very weird <laughs> experience at this moment." But yeah, <laughs> like when he burst through and it was Captain America, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Thankfully, there's no one on the subway because <laughs> I can just see that sit there on the subway squalling, and, and everybody just looking at you, like, "He got the statue." <laughs> <laughs> That was it. It was like literally what happened to me. And that was, oh, oh, man, that 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 scene, like the look on his face when he has to walk through. I mean, he has to walk all the way through the Captain America exhibit. And there he is in a place of prominence. It wasn't like he was just right up there in the front. You go look at it and leave. No, he's embedded in there. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. Any other final thoughts? We need to talk about Sharon. Yes. Post-credit scene. Oh. All right. So my my wife uh, has been deemed the Mighty Marvel Geeks freaking genius because uh, episode two, she said she called it. Was it episode two, I believe? She it called was, it. It's the first time that we saw her, whichever episode that was. I think that was, my, my wife oh, said it was episode three. 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 That was episode three. three. Episode three. My wife said that she was a power broker. She I think called. it was. I'm so torn because I think they made it so painfully obvious. Yeah. But I also don't think she was supposed to be the power broker. Like, I feel like they cut four episodes. They might have just done a cop out. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm still processing how I feel about what they did with Sharon because everyone's always like, oh, she's just the love interest. But then they, she became like super villain. So I guess we'll see where that goes. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a good twist because, mm-hmm. you know, the power broker in the comics, I love how they worked that in because the power broker was was uh, integral, uh, integral to uh, to the story of John Walker because that's how he got his super soldier serum, um, which, sorry, Lamar, you were supposed to have gotten it too. Right. But clearly you didn't. <laughs> mm but I, I like what they did with it. I like the fact that, yes, they were kind of making it painfully obvious towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. But by ep- at episode three, you didn't know. Right. I mean, there was – and so I give, I give Kylan's wife full credit for, for twigging onto that so early on. Yeah. I was like, nah, I, I, it may be like, I'm sitting there, am I missing something? I'm like, I was like, 
and I kept thinking, no, they, I can't. I, there's got to be another somebody else that they're going to bring in. And, you know, they bring in the Contessa. And I'm like, but you know what? I've seen some other stuff already. And, and then, you know. It um, was just one of those fan theories that were starting to make too much sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. And made I guess there's a reason that was making too much sense. Made more sense than uh, uh, Doctor Strange showing up in WandaVision. Yeah, or, or 367 ways something could be Mephisto. <laughs> yes. Now, here, here's a quick question. What do you potentially think her next project is as Power Broker now That's that she I'm has... Wondering. Captain America 4, baby. <laughs> I, uh, I, have a, I have a different thought that goes back to, uh, to Madripoor. Yes. Uh, I think a Wolverine project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I got another theory from my wife. She thinks that she thinks that, uh, that, um, Sharon was talking to Justin Hammer that we might be seeing aim. Well, what she was saying, like, you know, weapon prototypes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Just, just a thought. You remember shield was working, uh, with hydro weapons that they had classified mm-hmm. using Tesseract energy. Yep. Some, uh, some cube blasters would be ooh interesting. ooh some of those weapons that were still there aboard the helicarrier during the first avengers movie yeah mm. yeah it's kind of like this is kind of a vintage it's kind of like american pickers with energy blasters <laughs> american yeah. pickers energy blasters i like that <laughs> That works. Um, well, it is almost time to wrap it up. Uh, I'm just going to go overall final thoughts, and it could be about anything. So um, before you will run through quickly, uh, I'll start off with Alex. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Zemo sold the show, one. Um, I really liked that performance because I was a fan of him in Civil War, and I really think they kind of put him into his own and what we were saying before about how they kind of made this character from uh, who are we talking about? Oh, um, Carly, like this villain that you can kind of relate to in a different way. And I feel like they added a lot more to him in this than just the kind of villain he was in civil war. Um, I, I, I like this show a lot more than I thought I would. I feel like the social aspects of it with Isaiah and Sam were some of the best in Marvel and modern media. I really think it's a really impactful story. Um, that isn't seen that often. And I just thought overall, I'm glad the show wasn't all action. Like, I feel like this show yeah. really got to marry in human characters. Cause when I saw the trailers, I'm like, Oh, it's going to be an action show with, you know, some good stuff. But the amount of like character moments in this, especially like the stuff with Bucky, like the stuff with him in Wakanda and the emotional stuff with him and Sam was just really Really great. I was not expecting that. So overall, really happy with the show. Maddie. Okay. So I enjoyed the show. I think overall there were some parts that I still um, are not sitting well with me. I think it was a bit broken. But I think the what Alex just said, the social commentary, like, blew it out of the water. Um, and when you think about it as a whole, each episode gave us so much content. Like, I, I loved... Um, meeting Sam's sister and um, his nephews and getting that whole backstory too. And I just think overall the, the series as a whole was just a transition. It introduced 
us to the new Captain America. We got a new villain, Bucky's redemption story. So I think that's going to translate nicely into future MCU projects. Um, of course, in episode six, I have to give a shout out to the party at the end. Uh, that was amazing. Um, everyone's cooking and then Bucky brings a cake. It was just amazing. And then I think Taurus is obviously going to be the Falcon. So I think yes. it, there's there's a lot to work with in the future. Okay. Uh, Maddie or Madeline. <laughs> no, also Maddie. <laughs> the other Maddie. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, I will echo probably a lot of what both Maddie and Alex have said. Um, I was a big fan of WandaVision and I think it was, I was going into this uh, comparing in a lot of ways, but it's hard to compare. You know, there's such different shows in literally every possible uh, way. Um, I do agree that I kind of wish we'd gotten that original version, whatever it was going to be, the 10 episodes uh, pre-pandemic, pre-COVID yeah. version of Phase 4 that we were supposed to get, where we'd already seen Black Widow. We'd, you know, And I think all things considered, it wasn't, it was a fin- obviously a really well-made show. Um, it just makes me kind of sad for that timeline where we got to see whatever Marvel's original vision for this was. Um, because like, if it was this good this way, like, can you even imagine? Um, but I agree, uh, with what Maddie said about everything that this set up. Um, I think it was a very necessary journey for us to see Sam go on. And I, I don't think I realized, I think at the end of Endgame, I was like, Oh, okay. So the next, time we see Sam on screen, he'll be Captain America. And I don't think I realized how much we all needed to see Sam go through that process to become, I mean, just like he was saying that, you know, Bucky didn't realize how much weight was there as a fan. I didn't realize how much weight was there. And I am so glad Marvel took that time to be like, "Mm, you know what, this is a a process that Sam needs to go through. We're not just going to breeze through that part of this. Um, And I really appreciated it about the show. Um, and enjoyed the experience. And I, I want to go back and rewatch it um, for sure, uh, at least one more time <laughs> um, to, to pick up on, on even more. Cool. Well, I'm going to say, I know, guys, I didn't ask you to, but we're on a time crunch. One, make sure our guests got in the final word. Um, I'm getting in the final word. And that word is gelatinous. Don't ask. <laughs> Zipper. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to say... All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No. Just get us out of here. Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence. Erasing all data. Hail Hydra.